for authors. It's kind of a way of introducing your writing to new writers who haven't actually read any of your work. So if they hear about you've won an award, they'll read your work, the, the one that's won an award. And if they like it and really like your writing and your storytelling, then they'll buy your other books. So again, it does sell in a sort of offhanded way. Welcome to the Become a Writer Today podcast with Brian Collins. Here you'll find practical advice and interviews for all kinds of writers. Have you ever considered entering a writing award? Hi there, my name is Brian Collins and welcome to the Become a Writer Today podcast. And today I have an episode where we're all going to talk about awards. And actually, when I started writing, awards was something that I used to help me get over writer's block and procrastination. And what I used to do was look for flash fiction competitions and also for short story competitions. And I used to enter these competitions, not because necessarily I wanted to win, although that would have been nice, but it was a way of forcing me to finish my story by a particular deadline. Because up until I entered these competitions, I was spending a lot of time just writing a story and then rewriting the story and then rewriting it over and over and over and over. And I got to the point where I spent six months on a single story And when I read through it, I realized that I wasn't really getting any feedback and I wasn't really moving on to the next thing or the next piece of writing. So what I did is I made a list of all the different writing competitions that were in Ireland at the time. So this is about 10 years ago. Probably a bit easier to do it now because you could do a quick Google search and look online for writing competitions. But I put them all into a, I think it was a spreadsheet with the dates and the deadlines. And I looked at the categories for each one of the awards and I tried to figure out which one of my stories would fit into these particular categories. And then I put the deadlines into my calendar. I know this sounds all very organized, but basically it forced me to write one or two stories each month for about a year. Although I didn't win any of the awards, it actually got me into the habit, firstly, of finishing my work. Secondly, getting feedback because some of the editors got back to me or some of the judges. And thirdly, it also got me to try different genres because I was trying to write these Raymond Carver-esque or Charles Bukowski type short stories. But I started to notice that there was nonfiction categories as well. So when I saw that there was nonfiction, I started experimenting with personal essays, with memoir, and that type of nonfiction writing. And I actually found that that type of work engages me more. So that's what I write these days. And actually, at the moment, I'm finalizing a book about parenting. It's a story-driven parenting book. And I've spent the past two months editing my third or maybe my fourth draft of this book. And I found an editor on the service called Readsy, and she's going to give it one additional edit before I published it. And I've really enjoyed writing it, but I'm actually quite drained from rewriting something three or four times. So I'm, I'm looking forward maybe to handing it over to someone else who can find and fix errors you know, in the book that I might have missed. I suppose one thing I'm grateful for is like during the pandemic, because we're still in lockdown here in Ireland at the time of recording this podcast, it's given me something you know, to do early in the mornings and give me something to do later in the evenings as well. Because to be honest, I guess like you, I probably, you know, get a bit bored and restless if I'm spending a lot of time, you know, just watching Netflix or just watching stories by other people when, you know, it could be writing or doing something creative. So I'm hoping to publish the book sometime in April. I guess it'll depend on how much feedback I get from the editor in question. But anyway, over to this week's podcast interview. I caught up with Paula Sheridan. She's an award-winning historical fiction novelist who's actually met Frederick Forsyth, the author of The Jackal. Uh, And she's also recently set up the Page Turner Awards. And these are awards, online awards that you can enter right now. And we're recording this in February until later on this summer. 
for fiction and nonfiction, and also for screenwriting and some other categories that Paula talks about in this week's interview. Paula set up the awards last year, so this is the second year that they're running. And in this podcast interview, I asked her, why did you set up the awards in the first place and how awards like the Page Turner Awards can change the lives of writers? But before we get into this week's episode, I do have an ask. If you enjoy the show, please could you leave or write a short review on the iTunes store or on Overcast or wherever you're listening to the show because more reviews and more ratings or even more stars will help more people find the Come Writer Today podcast. Now with that, let's go over to Paula Sheridan. Thank you very much for having me. Yes, uh, the Page Turner Awards. I'm the co-founder. My husband and I founded it about a year ago. The reason we found it is because me as a writer, I wanted to find awards that I could enter my own books. And in particular, I was looking for something that's very unusual and very unique that offered writers quite, you know, quite unusual prizes, as in supportive prizes, and uh, also the opportunity for writers to to find a literary agent or to get a publishing deal. So when I started looking at some prizes and, you know, the kind of thing that I as a writer myself would love to win in, in awards, I started writing off to various places that would offer these prizes and I got some fantastic response. And then I started writing off to judges and, again, I got a fantastic response and we put a fantastic judging panel together, which was for last year. And we opened our inaugural awards last year. We had a writing award and a book award and we had some fantastic successes. We had three writers who won a literary agent as a you know to represent them. We had five unpublished writers who'd never been published. They won a publishing contract. We had six writers win a writing mentorship, and they're now being mentored over this year. And we had 13 independent authors who won a audiobook production. And that's actually quite, Brian, that's actually a really, really good thing to mention because a lot of independent authors can't actually afford to put their books um, they can afford yep. to publish them, but to get a, a audiobook production is really, really expensive. So it's a fantastic it prize. And so we're really, really pleased that Spectrum Audiobooks has come back this year and they're going to offer a prize again this year. I won't say how many because we don't know. Last year, they only intended to offer one, but they they were so bowled over by all the good writing that they saw, all this good stories. So what they did is they they just couldn't help themselves but offer 13, which which was fantastic. So we're really, really pleased about that. So, yeah, we have this year, we've got five different awards. We have the Writing Award, which is for unpublished, completed manuscripts. And we've got a whole lot of literary agents and publishers who are looking at that. And those literary agents and publishers are actively looking for writers to publish. So hopefully we get some great results like we did last year. And then we have a Writing Mentorship award, which is for anyone who is writing but hasn't finished their work. It might be nonfiction or fiction, and they haven't quite finished it. They might have an idea to finish it, might be a memoir. And so we have uh, four different fantastic judges who are going to mentor whoever they choose. They're going to mentor those writers, you know, throughout next year. Well, once those winners have been announced. And then we have the Young Writer Award, which is for 18 to 25-year-olds. And that is, again, that's for unpublished work, but for somebody, you know, a young writer who's finished a novel or finished a piece of nonfiction work and they want to have it uh, published. Again, we've got judges who are looking to publish young writers. And we have the Book Award, which is for any any author who's published any book. So it could be an independent author or it could be a mainstream author. 
And then we have the Screenplay Award. And with the Screenplay Award, we have a whole lot of uh, judges who are film producers and they are looking for work to produce. So, again, a very exciting opportunity for authors to put their work in front of the judges and hopefully, you know, one of them will get their film optioned and hopefully, you know, in a few years' time, maybe get their work or their book or their work, their screenplay you know, put into a film. So, yeah, we're very excited this year. We've got some fantastic judges, fantastic awards, and it's kind of kicked off and it's now open. And, yeah, we're very excited. Do you find, Paula, that the entrants are newer writers or more experienced writers, uh, people who want a book deal or writers who are going to self-publishing route? Well, we find that the writing awards, the, the three writing awards, the Young Writer, the Writing Mentorship and the Writing Award, those three are really probably for new writers, writers who are not experienced, who haven't been down the road for a long time and they could possibly be starting out on their writing journey and those are ideal for the Writing Award. The Book Award and the Screenplay Award is probably for writers who've been writing a long time, they've got a lot of work published and they're wanting to either put their work into a film or put their work into audiobooks and also just to really get the kudos of winning a book award. So, yeah, we kind of have, you know, two two different kinds of, you know, very distinct audience of writers and, you know, you know, we've got from very inexperienced to very experienced. So it's it's interesting to see the mix coming together. What would you say makes a good submission for an award? I think the most important probably is from a judge's point of view, it would be that when the judges look at the work, they really want to make sure that the character jumps off the page. The character really has to hook them from the first sentence. It has to be, you know, it has to really, you know, blow them away and they have to just, it has to be so compelling that they just carry on reading until they get to the end. It is 10 pages that they, they can only enter 10 pages, so they can't enter the whole manuscript, but the judges can ask to see the full piece of work. So, so that's about 3,000 words, 2,000, 3,000? 3,000 words, so 10 pages or up to 3,000 words. So yeah. the judges really want to see something, you know, it, it can be beautiful writing, it can be a character that really takes them away from the first sentence, the first line, it also got to be, a, you know, a good hook that that judge just starts reading and is already, you know, embedded in the story and they want to know what's going to happen, whether it's happening in the story with a plot or happening in the story to the character. They want to be able to know what's carrying on. If it's kind of boring and it's not really good, they won't read on and then they won't yeah. rate that, you know, that writer very highly. And, of course, that a writer won't then get to, to the finalists. And what about nonfiction or any specific elements to make for a good nonfiction. Same. So for nonfiction, what they're wanting to see for nonfiction, they're wanting to very quickly get a handle on what this piece of work is about, what this writer is saying. In their nonfiction work, are they showing very quickly, if it's a self-help, are they showing very quickly what kind of self-help topic it's going yeah. to be? If it's any other piece of expertise that they are, you know, an expert in that particular subject, do they know the subject just from the writing? Will the judges see that this person is knowledgeable and knows what they're talking about? And the judges will also think, will the person who ends up reading it, if the, if the judges take the story, you know, to publication, will the readers, the end readers, will they actually want to read on and find out about this particular piece of work if it's nonfiction? And of course, if it's a memoir, which is sort of classed as nonfiction, but slightly different, if it's a memoir, is the story, you know, a lovely drama story? Is it, you know, if it's a true story, if it, is it going to really pull that reader and that judge all the way through the 10 pages and make them read on until they're finished and they just can't put it down and then they'll ask us to see that full piece of work? 
And the awards are open right now. We're recording this in February, the middle of February. Yeah, the awards, we opened um, a couple of weeks ago and we're very excited because we're seeing some fantastic entries, lots of good entries coming in. Uh, we So we now open and we are open until the end of May. At the end of May, the awards close, 31st of May, and then the judging will take place over June and July. The judges will then give us these scores, we'll add them up, and in August we will announce the finalists. We will announce then the judges, more judging will take place to get the shortlist. In September, we announce the shortlist. And then early October, we have a awards online award ceremony, and that will be to announce the winners. Last year, we did that, and it was fantastic because we had people from all over the world. It's uh, it's not yeah. just a UK and Ireland thing. It's it's a global, you know, it's an international awards. We had somebody from Australia who had just literally woken up at five in the morning and was sitting there in her pajamas. We had somebody in in Wales who was popping champagne corks because she won something. Uh, it yeah. was it was great. We had people from all over the world. We even because we had the Zoom forget gallery view, we could even see people with their families around them all yeah. joining in and sharing the you know the exciting moments. So it was lovely because we had so many life changing you know uh, life changing prizes because we were able to offer publishing deals, which you know is is a huge thing for somebody to win. It really is you know, an award and a life-changing prize because really their lives have changed. And as we speak, I spoke to one of the agents this morning and she is currently selling uh, the winner of the Writing Award Fiction Prize. She's busy selling his work to publishers. So it's very exciting because, you know, this guy's life will change. The woman who won the nonfiction, she wrote a memoir. Her agent is also busy selling her work. So, you know, one of these days we're going to get the most fantastic news that these writers have now got publishing contracts. So it's uh, it's very rewarding, you know, seeing these wonderful, changing, life-changing moments happen. And we're involved. So last year was the, the first year of the awards. What was it that made you set them up in the first place? Uh, well, in uh, 2017, my book, my debut novel, which is uh, The Grotto Secret, it won the People's Book Prize. And I, I was just so stunned, you know, I was invited to this wonderful ceremony in London. I had Sir Frederick Forsyth hand me, you know, my award. So being handed an award wow. by the jackal <laughs> himself was like, wow. Yeah. I was just I was just so blown away. I didn't quite register when they called my name out and called my book's name. Yeah. A secret. I just sat there a bit dumbfounded and then suddenly realised, oh, that's me, and jumped up and, <laughs> you know, went along, got my prize. And afterwards I started thinking, you know, what if I, you know, what if I could find an awards that would, you know, offer these kind of prizes that would offer literary agent representation or, you know, to offer writers the chance to get published. I couldn't find anything out there. So I just thought, well, you know, let me see what I can do myself. And that's when, as I said earlier, I started writing off to to various publishers and companies and to see what I could do. And uh, yeah. Those prizes you have are, are quite good. Did it take long for you to get literary agents and publishers and did you imagine an audiobook producer on board? Well, I have to tell you, Brian, for this year's awards, we, we started working on the judges and the prizes in July last year. And yeah. it's about a good six to eight months' work. So it's a lot of work. It's constant writing off to people, constant backwards yeah. and forwards, you know, getting various people on board. But, you know, when you actually see you know, the results and you look at the judges and you see what a fantastic lineup of judges and the supportive prizes we got, we got prizes that would help writers in some way. We, you know, we, we don't want to just say, well, here's a little badge, you know, stick it on your book or stick it on your email signature and you can say that you've, you know, you're a winner or you're a finalist. 
we want to offer something, you know, a lot more substantial that it will support writers. So, yeah, it's a, it's a lot of work, but it is rewarding seeing that we are helping writers in some way. What about the judges themselves? I gather you have a celebrity judge this year. Yes, we're very excited because on the Screenplay Award, we have Paul Michael Glazer, who is very famous for Starsky and Hutch. And um, yeah. I was just talking to them this morning, asking them if I can put out a tweet about, uh, you know, Starsky stepping out of his uh, hero. I've got this wonderful photo of him as an action hero. And uh, I've just said, you know, would I be able to tweet him coming out of that that beautiful image into onto our judging panel? And uh, they're very kind. They've said, yes, they're wel- I'm welcome to tweet it. So we're very excited to have Paul Michael Glazer and we've got lots of film producers, you know, who are actively looking for for work to produce. So again, you know, that's if if one of our writers wins, uh, you know, gets their work, gets it to a stage of being produced for film. Wow, uh, that's just really will just blow blow us away again. It's just going to be wonderful. Just to approach it from the reader's point of view, do you believe readers buy books based on it being given an award? Like I'm thinking of the Booker Prize here, I guess. Like, do awards sell books? Awards definitely do sell books. There's two things I think that sell books. First and foremost would be the story itself. The story, as somebody opens the book, if they just start reading the first few lines and can't reading them before they know it, they've been sitting in the same position for an hour. They haven't moved. They haven't had a drink of water and they're still reading. That's really what sells books because obviously they're going to talk about it and tell other people. And so, you know, word will get around. And I think also, you know, having won an award is a big kudos. Having won a book award, it's a very big thing because you can tell people my book has won this award. And that's important because I know with my book, when when the Grotto Secret won the People's Book Prize, you know, I had lots of people afterwards coming to me and saying, oh, I heard that you'd won. Fantastic. I've just read your book. I love it. Now I want to read your other books. For authors, it's kind of a way of introducing your writing to new writers who haven't actually read any of your work. So if they hear about you've won an award, they'll read your work, the, the one that's won an award. And if they like it and really like your writing and your storytelling, then they'll buy your other books. So again, it does sell in a sort of offhanded way. So it, it is relevant, you know, and if authors can win awards, I think that's that's very good kudos for them. So if somebody's listening to this and they're thinking of entering, but they don't have anything ready or even written, what would you say to them? If they have an idea and they want to write something, if they can get themselves 10 pages and a very good idea of they've got to work out how yeah. they could do it, and they don't have to do it today, they must have at least done it by done it and entered by the 31st of May, I would say take the chance, enter. It's worth it because it's, you know, you just never know what the judges would like. They, a lot of people just keep the ideas to themselves and they think, oh, you know, nobody would like this idea or I don't know if my writing's any good. I think to be brave and to take that chance and to step out of that little, you know, that sort of, I call it come out as a writer. So, you know, take that chance, come out as a writer, put your work out there and let the judges see what they think. And then from a from an author's point of view, if they've already got work and they've already, in, you know, got lots of work, I would say give it a go because you never know. You never know what, you know, what could happen if you're, if those judges, we've got so many judges, we've got about 80 judges. So you never know one of those judges might just fancy that story and want to do something with that story. So there's lots of ways for writers and authors to get their work discovered. So I would say give it a go. Be brave. Take the chance. Yeah, I used to uh, enter awards a few years ago, but what I liked about them was it forced me to finish stories because you had yeah. to submit it for a deadline. So that, that was the main thing I got from it. Got into the habit of finishing stories because beforehand I would just spend a lot of time rewriting the same things over and over. 
Yeah. Uh, what about uh, your own writing? Are you are you working on a follow up to the Grotto Secrets? Yes, I am. Um, after the Grotto Secret, there it was a series. Uh, the Grotto Secret then followed. Uh, one of followed after that was um, the Sacred Symbol, and then the Lunar Legacy, and then strangely enough, at the end of the three, I wrote the prequel. Normally, people write the prequel first, but I wrote the prequel, yeah. which is Alexa. I'm now uh, writing it as a, a TV series, and I'm trying to get it oh, sold as a TV series. So hopefully, that will one day pan out. I've also uh, since written um, last year, or year before actually, I, I had published a Flying Without Wings, which is a historical thriller. And I'm just doing another historical thriller as well set in, set in the war. So both these last two historical thrillers are set in the war. This one I'm writing at the moment is set, is set in the French occupation and it's about, uh, you know, the, uh, the sort of Vichy Free Zone and Rand Bordeaux and stuff because I, I, my husband and I uh, love driving up there. We, we're sort of north of Malaga, so we, we only, an, you know, eight to 12 hours away from France, so we often go up there. At the moment, of course, we can't, but... When things yeah. are okay to travel, we love to go up there and, and to sort of, you know, visit the south of France. So on one of my visits, I just kind of got the idea to set a story on this beautiful river of Bordeaux. And so that's my next story. But if I can get it finished, if I'm not working on the Page Turner Awards, yeah. I might be able to get it finished. But at the moment, um, I'm just so busy with the awards, I'm struggling to finish it. Finish to do both. Yeah, I can imagine. I was going to ask, how, how do you balance writing or running the awards? Well, uh, it's uh, sometimes it can be quite difficult. I get up very early in the morning and we've got yeah. uh, eight cats. So I, if they hear me, then they think I'm coming to give them food. So I have to tiptoe down the passage, yeah. leave my husband sleeping, tiptoe down the passage, go down to the spare room, and then I can have a couple of hours of writing. So I try yeah. and do that every morning. And then most of my day is spent, you know, working on Page Turner Awards. And my husband is a big rugby fan. He loves Leinster because he comes from Dublin. He loves uh, Leinster and Munster. So whenever he's watching rugby, then, you know, I, I quickly steal a few hours to to do my writing as well. So it's kind of a balance. I think most people and most, you know, most writers would find the same balancing their writing in between family, friends, caring for, you know, cats or or, you know, older family. And yeah, it's just trying to fit it all in and, and also fitting it into work as well. So you just got to find the time, I think, if you're right. Yeah, no, finding the time is definitely, definitely a challenge. But you mentioned there about um, yeah. going on research trips for your historical fiction. So like, how do you approach it these days? Because it's, um, it's the same where you are as it is in Ireland. You know, we can't go too far because of the virus. So how, how do you research your work? Well, uh, luckily, just before the pandemic broke, it was sort of uh, the summer before, uh, so it wasn't last year, the year before. My husband and I went up to Bordeaux, and we did a lot of uh, we did a lot of wrecking. We went around lots of different locations. I got lots of leaflets, pamphlets. We took lots of photos. I took videos. I did lots of notes of the settings and you know how I felt about it and the scenery and senses of the area, smells and sounds and all of this kind of thing. And I came home with a big pack of stuff. So lucky I, I, I did all of that just before the pandemic. Otherwise, it would be difficult. I think if you can't travel, there's a lot of good information on the internet, a lot of good stuff that you can Google or you can you can go to Google Maps and, you know, do the satellite yeah. thing and, and check the area out. But, you know, I, I think a lot of people have to do that anyway if they can't afford to travel. So, uh, yeah, I think there's a lot of today, you know, in today's age, I think a lot of people are able to do that. I remember when I first started writing a long time ago, I used to, and, you know, before the internet, you'd have to go to the library and borrow books. And sometimes they'd take weeks to come. I mean, really, it was, <laughs> you know, it was, a, it was very, very hard. Yeah, we're, we're spoiled with Amazon. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. So this was uh, before the days of Amazon and uh, and the internet. But now it's much easier for writers to do the research. Luckily. Did you always want to write historical fiction, or was that a genre that you kind of moved towards over time? Uh, I didn't actually plan to write historical fiction. I, when I was first started writing, I did write quite a few. Uh, you know, just thrift. for some reason, I've kind of always been into thrillers. Uh, maybe that's just because I love thrillers myself. I love reading thrillers and watching thriller movies. So I wrote a few sort of contemporary thrillers, modern day thrillers. And then when my husband and I moved to Spain, we it was actually quite amazing because we walked onto our property to come and see our, this house for the first time. And we'd been looking, we'd seen about 100 houses and we just couldn't decide. And we walked onto this property where we're in the middle of nowhere. We really are, you know, it's beautiful. We're in the nature reserve. And we walked onto this property and I looked down the valley and this character just came into my head. And she was in 1492. Um, she was a young maiden in 1492. And uh, this stuff was just in my head and her story was just there. And I just, I was so amazed. Anyway, we went home. We loved the property. We said we wanted to come back and look at it, but but we bought it a week later. But during the time that we were waiting for the whole property to, you know, the, the payment and, and the ownership yep. really to go through, I wrote this character and, you know, and it became the whole series and the main character became the main character who's followed through the whole series and which now I'm actually looking at even more stories that can be a part of her journey and I'm writing those stories into a TV series. So, yeah, she just came to me out of the blue. So it was kind of, you know, as you say, it wasn't planned to, I wasn't planning to write historical fiction. I was planning to write thrillers, but the historical thrillers just kind of, she just came to me and because of that, I've written that series. And then the, the two World War ones, again, I didn't plan to write them. I didn't actually ever want to write about the Second World War because I think it was horrible, horrible time. It was really, you know, a horrible place to be in and to live in. But again, the character came to me, and I think that's what happens to to writers, and you probably know this for yourself. When some a character comes to you, you 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 just you're taken away with them. You just you just carry on. My husband says <laughs> says I've got squatters in my head, and these squatters they just they just live there, and they they just talk to me and tell me things, and and kind of you get so you know caught up in their lives that you just can't help writing what their story is. And so yeah, so I've written. You know, these yeah. two historical fiction world war stories, which, again, I didn't plan to write. And do you write in Word or what's your writing process? Uh, yeah, mostly I write in Word. I uh, do some writing in Campfire, Campfire, a piece of software. I do some writing yeah. in um, in Scrivener. I've been looking around to see, you know, the kind of you know, some really good writing software. So I'm always keen to find really good software. And I've just recently discovered Campfire. Uh, I also use other software like ProWritingAid. I use ProWritingAid for for self-editing, and it's a fantastic piece yeah. of software, and they are uh, sponsors. Campfire and uh, ProWritingAid are sponsors of Page Turner Awards. ProWritingAid is, is just an amazing piece of software for self-editing because it just shows you how many times you've used the word again and, you know, one particular word too many times or your grammar and, too, you know, repetitive use of, ad, of of adverbs. And it's so good because it just really pinpoints all the, the little mistakes that you make. And it helps you because then you can, you know, you can go and make those changes before you submit it to awards or before you submit it to agents or even before you self-publish it. So, yeah, so, um, you know, I use various pieces of software and various dictionary yeah. stuff as well. Yeah, yeah, ProWritingAid works really well with Scrivener. Uh, so yes. I'm working on a book at the moment and it's, it's fantastic. I don't know to copy and paste text into another tool. Um, yeah. what, what about the actual research for your for your books? Because I can imagine you have a lot of notes 
for historical fiction. So where do you keep all them or how do you manage them? Yeah, that kind of thing I keep in Scrivener. It's, I find, uh, yeah. you know, Scrivener is very good for that because you can, I have one Scrivener file which is just for research. Sometimes when I first started writing, I used to have keep it inside that particular book, but then I, yeah. I mean in that particular Scrivener file. But then I found actually it's better for me to keep one Scrivener file with all my research. So I just got different folders in within Scrivener and I just call it whatever, you know, World War II research. And then I have subfolders within those folders of, different things and then I find it easy so if now if I'm when I'm writing about the, my a second book on the World War II uh, sort of setting I can quickly go back and look up anything that I want to find or any notes that I've made and as I'm finding new information now because I'm writing about the south of, of France I just quickly put the information so I save it there and I think especially for writers who want to take their writing further and who don't want to just be you know one book or two books I think if they're really passionate about their work and believe in their work and want to take it to a TV series uh, and, and, you know, into something like our Screenplay Award, it's good to keep your research because what, when, when you've written your book, you might go back and forget once you start writing yeah. the TV series or writing the film, you might forget certain things. And it's helpful to go back and remind yourself about those notes. So it is, it's important to keep, to keep your work, whether you keep it in Scrivener or anywhere else, Campfire or or if you keep it in, you know, a Word doc, however you keep it, it's important that you that you can go back and find that work. Yeah, I have a file called cutoffs, so I just put copy and paste stuff there if I don't know what to do yeah. with it, and then I just go back and read through them if I ever get stuck. But yeah, I definitely agree. Yes. Just because you don't want to use it for this project, you might use it for the next one. Yeah, yeah, and also sometimes if you if you want to, if you cut a character, minor character, you might want to use that yeah. character in, in in another story and just change them slightly. So it's also good to keep any cutoffs information, keep them, you know, because you might want to use them yeah. as a as a future character. Yeah, no, the same applies for nonfiction. Even if you have the original sources, can save a lot of time and hassle referencing referencing later on. Um, no, I, was, I was just going to ask, where can people find out more information about the awards, or how can they enter? So what they do is they go along to pageturnerawards.com. On our main menu, we've got enter, which has got information about how you enter. We've got register. They register. Once they've registered, they get a uh, verify email and, you know, that will take them back to the site. They log in. And when they log in, they log in as an author or a writer or a screenwriter and all the information's there. They just follow the steps. It says um, once they log in, once they've registered, and then they go back to log in, it just says, you know, how to enter the awards, and they just follow those steps, and then it takes them through the steps of entering the awards. It's all online. It's uh, The judging is done online. Everything is online, so they don't present anything to us. Literally, it's all it's all presented on the website. They can choose if they want to have it private, if they don't want anyone else to see it, only the judges. If they want it to be public and other people to see it and they want some feedback on it, they can also choose to have feedback on it. And then, you know, as I say, when when the time comes for the judging in June and July, the judges get on and look at it and, you know, do the judging. So it's a, it's a kind of very easy process. And we've, we've had, you know, quite a few hundred, you know, go through the process, a few hundred authors go through the process and they find it pretty easy. So I think it's only somebody who's not, you know, who's not web savvy might not you know, be able to do it. But look, I think most people understand, you know, the basics of of uh, entering something into uh, an online awards nowadays. Yeah, I'd encourage people to enter. Well, thank you, Paula. It was great to talk to you. Thank you very much for having me. Lovely to be here with you today. And hopefully we'll see some of your, uh, some of your people that listen in and um, hopefully they'll join us and um, maybe we'll see them in the finals. For sure. I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. 
If you did, please leave a rating on the iTunes store. And if you want to accomplish more with your writing, please visit becomearitertoday.com forward slash join and I'll send you a free email course. Thanks for listening.